Charles. More dangerous. <laughs> Welcome back again to the Actors Loud podcast. With you is truly yours. What's my name again? Shane Nicholas, the co-host, and my new good friends, Dirt Nap. Dirt Nap, say hello. hello. Hey, what's up? That was delayed, but hello. that's okay. So we're gonna get started here. I am so excited. With you is always my co-host, Lamar Finesse. Lamar Finesse. Mic check on these fucking things, by the way. Let's see. Oh, I can hear my voice. So we are so excited to have you guys here at the Actors Lounge podcast. So we're gonna do uh, quickly, just kind of introduce ourselves to you, and then you to us, and then you to everyone else here. So yeah, starting from uh, my left, just uh, tell your tell yeah. us your name and your role in the group. Okay, go ahead. He just came for the free beer. He's a groupie. <laughs> That's all. We're, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm Heath, and I'm here for the comedy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Introduce yourself. You're from where? Where are you from? Warren, bro. Not from where? I'm sorry. Okay. You play for And a band, you're the right? guitarist, yeah. right? Well, I'm kind of the guitarist, singer, bass. Well, not really bass. You're the everything drummer. for? I just do everything for Bento Domain. Domain. Nice. I do yeah. like Bento Domain. They're pretty badass. All right. Next. Oh, yeah. I'm Matt, and uh, I sing for Dirt Nap. Nice. I'm Sebastian. I play guitar and keyboard and anything else I have to. Oh, shit. <laughs> Backup vocals. I'm Tyler, and I'm the bassist for Dirt Nap. Next. <laughs> and I'm Sedge. I play dramas for these guys. And also is um, Aquaman Standin. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a real special uh, episode for you guys. Not only are we recording everything, this mic is extremely uncomfortable. Kind of feel like I'm on the Joe Rogan experience, only really shitty, only terrible. Uh, so um, they are going to play for us a song, one of my favorite songs. I like a lot of your guys' music. I love your guys' you. covers. Thank, Thank you. you. Your guys' covers, I watched a lot of your Facebook stuff, which if you guys didn't know, they're on Facebook. They have 37, what, almost 38,000 fucking followers yep. on Facebook. We just got our it. blue check mark. I saw that. Weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I saw Ooh, that. That's you. fucking that intense. Hard. It's been a long time. So uh, real quick, I do want to hear, what, what goes into the blue check mark? <laughs> That was me. Um, okay, it, okay. It's a pretty intense process. They really want tax forms oh, no and shit. Okay. Like government documents to mm. prove, and it's hard because you've got to provide content that couldn't be generated within the band. So what you, does that mean? So you've got to have newspaper articles, um, radio oh, shows, okay. things like that. Okay. Okay. Like just saying, hey, and then I have to prove that I'm in Dirt Nap, <laughs> which is weird because you've got to link both to a person and to the entity gotcha, itself. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, we made the leap. I thought maybe it was about time. Yeah. I don't know how many chances you have at that if it's one and done. Right. I'm assuming they don't let you do it every day. Right, right. right. So I kind of waited until I thought we could do it. Yeah. In my experience with, with social media, normally you can you can keep applying and adding stuff to it. They let you do addendums to okay. like, files. So, yeah. So, like, if you put it in a file and they said no, you just try again. Yeah. So literally, so, which is cool because they'll, they'll let you keep trying because it's a billion dollar industry. They don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> yep. But that is like really impressive. That Thank is really you. fucking impressive. Yeah, I saw the Facebook because I follow you guys. And I saw the Facebook post where you're like, it's official, blue check mark. I'm like, okay, yay, great. What'd you do? Send him a selfie? Like, so I, like yeah. I had no idea the process of, yeah, of actually. It was quite a good dick pic. Ridiculous. That is fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, that is really impressive. I'd give you a round of applause, but I think Man, it would ruin it. Yeah, okay. So, so uh, uh, real quick, we want them to do a song. 
I love listening to your guys' song. One of my favorite personal songs. And I've listened, I haven't listened to all your stuff, obviously. I literally just met you guys. But the first song I did listen to was what Heath sent me, No Place Like Home, that acoustic version. Fucking seriously hit home for me, man. He's been, he- he's been wet ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke. That song was such. Now, when I look at like music and artists, things that, that so I look at things like a piece of art. Uh, this is uh, a Samuel Beckett kind of like philosophy. Samuel Beckett's a playwright back in like the late 19th century. So uh, when you look at a piece of art, you see things like, let's say you see a house on fire, right? It's all black and white, but the flames are red, right? Let's just say that as, as an example. You, know, you think, oh, man, it's just a burning house, and you're ending things, and you're, you know, you're tired of your past. Other people are like, well, it's just a, a burning house, whatever. It's cool. Like, I like the red. Like, so we all see the same picture, but see it differently. differently yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So for me, no place like home hit me like there's no place like home, and it sucks. And it's fucking terrible. There's no place like it because it's fucking terrible. But I've had situations like that in my past where it's like there really is no place like home. But I have to go there, and it's terrible. Not that that's what the meaning of the song was. Just from what you were telling me, it was actually about your your grandma, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with songs. You know, like they can be about so many different things. It's open for everyone's interpretation. Absolutely, to, yeah. to it. That's why I don't really like to make things too situational. Sure. You know, or he, she, or names, or you know. Absolutely. So I, uh, yeah, I wrote the song, like, I, I spent, like, three weeks um, with oh, my shit. grandma, you know, she gotcha. was passing and everything, so we were up there, like, every day, you know, mm-hmm. just with her, and we had a really, you know, good time while we were there, the whole family, you know, up from Florida and everywhere, right, right. so, um, you know, that was just uh, pieces of that, you know, getting older, kind of yeah. seeing people, you know, things change, life pass you by, wanting Absolutely. to get out and see the world, you know. Kind of realizing how fragile it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's a, it's about a lot of different things, really. But that was definitely had a lot on my mind, obviously, when I was writing it, and uh, I think a lot of that showed through. A lot of it was like, um, you know, my own regrets of like I wish I'd gotten out and done more earlier, and yeah. you know. So, but at the end, you know, matter how matter how crazy the world gets and how you know bad it was, you know, come home at the end of the day, and you know. Sure. That can be a prison or your sanctuary. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's at least familiar. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys want to play it for us? Yeah, we'll give it a shot here. It's arguably a ballad. I will say this real quick before we get going. The keyboard on it was so fucking cool. Yeah, so not to ruin it for you guys before you hear it, but No, go ahead and check it was it was an acoustic version, but like time out the, the yeah, 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 okay, cool, cool. So we're going to go to a quick break yep. right before they hit this song, but I do want to talk about the fucking keyboard, <laughs> right? At the yeah. end, I mean, it's throughout most of the song, but like at the end, like just that, uh, not the chorus, uh, just the instrumental part was fucking incredible. Yeah, so Beautiful. a little bit on the music on that. So it was originally written, Matt had a demo of him with acoustic and singing, and some things turn out that way at the beginning, and right. I tend to be the main one arranging okay. instruments on top of that, and I kind of saw it as a challenge. A lot of our music's pretty complicated um, I've from a theory standpoint, and I wanted to try to make this one not like that. Fair so enough. it sticks with the same four chords the entire song, okay. and I wanted to see how interesting and how much you can make it progress without altering that. Okay. So there's a lot of instruments jumping in and out on the full band version. And gotcha. Then I have listened to both. Yeah, I have listened to both. Yeah, version, that's true. I'm... I'm pretty proficient on piano and guitar, and I was like, okay, I've noticed that. What if I, I just do exactly the guitar solo yeah. but on keyboard? And it works both ways. You are a hell of a pianist. Thank hell you. Hell of a pianist. <laughs> I like that word. You can say that on any, yes. you can say that anywhere. You can say it on SpongeBob to uh, HBO shows. Pianist. Pianist, pianist, pianist. <laughs> yep. It's, it's a PG. good 
it's, a, it's such an almost dirty word. It's so dirty. You can get away with it. You can. But I you think can. it speaks a lot to the song's, um, you know, composition that it can work. I think so too. It is. It is. Although an acoustic, obviously, it comes with the territory acoustic, right? But it also has so many different layers to it that right. I fucking loved, and it was surprising. <laughs> For an acoustic version, to add that to it and still keep that acoustic sound, that very authentic acoustic yeah. style to it. I really like that. It was, uh, it sounded like, the more that I listened to it, because it's almost a five and a half minute song. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they put some fucking time into that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like what, like easy, like what, months for five minutes? Like, <laughs> I mean, like when we, like I went over, like I had that song, it was something I was jamming on on my guitar at home. And yeah. like, I, I don't play very well, but you know, I come up with some you know, a couple cool hooks. I'll write, you yeah. know, melody and lyrics and stuff. And, and I'll, you know, I kept sending it and stuff. And cause I had a few renditions and I, I wasn't even sure what time signature I was playing the verses in. Like gotcha. I figured that out when I got over there. And, <laughs> Three, uh, four. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Oh, he's like, Oh, well I know that now. Like right. cause, cause I had a hard time playing and singing it at the same time. Gotcha. I, like, no, I want the guitar to sound like this, you know? Gotcha. gotcha. So I went over, he had like a electric guitar, acoustic set out, keys, right. everything. It's just like, all right, how are we going to, and we spent like six hours, like, Figuring out the drums, yeah. how I wanted them to sound, and he was really—he's really good at like, kind of like I'll kind of like tap and like try to get this. Oh, sure. ridiculous like, yeah, he's really good at kind of filling in the gaps. Okay, right. You brought there, the like, pieces, and he's helped yeah. you stitch them together. Yeah, yeah, he's really good with initial sparks. Tyler is too. I just kind of formalize it and put it to sheet music and all that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You're more the you're more the like aficionado. <laughs> Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break so we can get set up so we can listen to No Place Like Home by my new friends, fucking Dirt Nap. <laughs> you guys know who it is from Actors Lounge Podcast. Make sure to check out Nexus Sound Studio for all of your audio and video recording needs. That's nexussoundstudio.com. I'm hoping I sound good. You sound awesome, actually. Okay, so Thank you're the you. same thing. You can't tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah, you're cool, man. You sound good. I'm always self-conscious. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm pretty like extroverted. I'm a pretty extroverted guy, but yes, I, I do have a soul. All right, we're rolling. Yeah, four counts good. Yeah, whatever you want to fucking do it. Just fucking do it, Keith. I'm not going to ask you again. Pictures of places that I've never been Scriptures and pages that I've never read Live I'm wicked, nothing is real All that I know is I'm on my own Stitches in places that I've never bled Pictures of faces that I won't forget when we are angels and we made again All I can hope is I'm not alone well, I'm running in circles, I'm closer So far go, so far go I wait on the shoulder and hold her There's nowhere to go, you know and pages that I've never read 
pictures of faces that I can't forget Sick and complacent and full of regret But all that I know is I'm not alone Wishes to angels alongside the bed Stitches and blankets held on by thread I wish you were right here and it was like then All that I know is I'm not alone I'm rounded in circles, I'm closer with so far to go So far to go I wait on her shoulder and hold her like nothing is wrong, nothing at all. I'm running in circles, I'm closer to something I know, it's nothing you know. The weight on my shoulders, it's over, there's nowhere to go. The weight of the world ain't worth lifting alone To wait on the world isn't living The weight of the world ain't worth lifting alone If I'm lifting or living at all Fool me. <laughs> That's a fucking song. That, that was great, a you guys. Fucking song. All right, let's let's cut this real quick. Holy shit! Let's get to the next segment. <laughs> 
This is Shane from the Actors Lounge Podcast. Make sure to check out Big Ben's Towing and Repair. For all of your towing and auto mechanic needs, check out BigBensTowingRepair.com. But we literally just got back from listening to my, literally my favorite fucking song from these guys. And I could listen to it all fucking day. That was like so cathartic. Like that was an awesome fucking song thank you thank, thank you absolutely awesome you fucking know, song you know yeah heath did with a really heath good yeah job. with my dude heath that was with my dude heath doing it together, yeah heath so. this this is my dude heath this is my dude let me record me because i like my face i'm just saying oh wait no i stopped okay we're good okay we're good so my dude heath this is how like such a perfectionist heath is he was heath wanted to redo the song i'm like come, come the fuck on dude no that was literally that was fucking great, man. That was fucking incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Seriously. I only, I only messed up like two words, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good B minus effort. Yeah. B minus my ass. When we do it live, when we do it live, we were actually, I think we were just talking about it. When we like, uh, like anytime you see like your favorite performer, whether it's local or someone more mainstream, whenever you see them do something live, something when you know the song, when you know the pre recorded song, right? Obviously, you're going to see them make the mistakes. I think that makes it such a better song. I do too, personally. Like, and I was just watching a lot of like countdowns and stuff recently. Of like, you could tell when artists like aren't lip singing and stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, oh up. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's like you're at a show. It's kind of like a party, you know. If you fuck up, you laugh about it. Right. You point it out sometimes, or yeah. you look at each other. You can catch when famous fans <laughs> screw up on stage, and they oh, look yeah. at, like look at their stare, like what the human. hell are you doing? Right. It's right. genuine. It's genuine. This isn't live. It's being recorded. Pull the mic closer to you so we can fucking hear you. Don't be bad. It's He's cool. He's quiet. He is. I don't know why you're so quiet. You're like the coolest person I know. Next to Dirt Nap. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, he was cool. He, uh, Keith came to my, my dad's celebration of life recently. And my no dad fucking way. passed away. And, but oh, he showed dude. up. Dude. It's been a I'm rough sorry, year man. for sure. These guys were cool, like Sebastian. Of course. Ran yeah. sound and everything. We performed a song. Tyler was there helping yeah. clean tables and everything. No fuck away. Oh, Keith came by. That's cool. He brought me some goodies and some, some cleaner for my vases and stuff at home. God damn, dude. Yeah. That's my dude Heath. He's always like that. He's right. always been supportive of me. Like no matter what I did, you know, he's always been supportive of his cousin Josh. Is so that your you cousin? Guys are more than That's your cousin, right? friends too. Is that is that your cousin, right? Who? Josh would be your cousin. You guys are related. Nephew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nephew. Nephew. So like he is oh, literally cool. Heath is literally one of the most supportive people I've ever met in my life. Like That's one of the most down to earth, coolest fucking people I met. His kids, his kids in college right now for music. That's awesome. He sends me some of the stuff sometimes there. It's yeah. pretty good. He's yeah, laughing. yeah. Well, he's fucking good, dead. Hell good yeah. Good shit. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Check this out, man. Yeah, he got a, I got my Bento Main t-shirt. Him and I are I working got, on ooh. a... Well, actually, Sebastian, too. We're all working on a, a song uh, made, with, with Bento Main. And uh, that would be an it's awesome called I'm collab. Not Like You. And, dude. Uh, I don't know when it's going to get done yet. That would be an awesome uh, We are working on it. It's been for a minute. And, so I yeah. normally wear these, like, fuck you t-shirts that has artist dead on it, but whatever. I normally wear these pretty robust t-shirts. But Bent Domain, my dude Heath made me a Bent Domain t-shirt. I and I Jesse. fucking... Jesse, you made this? Yeah. All right. Jesse, Jesse made me an awesome Bento Main t-shirt. Look at that fucking chrome ass letters. Can you see that stupid camera? That is tits. I fucking love this shirt. I dude, I've been literally I'm no joke. Me and my dude Josh have been listening to Bento Main live. Listen to this motherfucker since I was 16 years old. I'm 33. No. I've been listening to this motherfucker make music for over a decade. Over a fucking decade. <laughs> 
dude. I fucking love his music. He's one of the first guys I've ever seen do a one-man show to start a fucking mosh pit that I got a black guy in. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> he is a fucking intense. He does all. He does all. He's played with uh, quartets. Uh, what, what's uh, five group bands? Quintet. Quintet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> he knows all the brains of the, yeah, the brains yeah. of the operations. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy play in so many different bands. I've followed him for fucking literally years. He is a brilliant performer. He's one of my good friends, and I'm so glad he's here with me today. Like seriously, that's my dude. Wow, thanks, that's my man. fucking dude. No, thank you, dude. Seriously, like he put this together, by the way. He was like, dude, we gotta listen to Dirt Nap. We gotta listen to my dude, Dirt Nap. Like, yeah, yeah, great, awesome, cool. Sent me. He sent me your song, No Place Like Home, and I've listened to at least ten of your other songs. Seriously, No Place Like Home is seriously my shit. Dude, that's a my lot. Shit. That's, Good. That I'm song's glad. very, very sentimental. To me, I, I've man. noticed that. Like, uh, you put your heart and soul in a lot of your music, but I think that was the one that stuck for me. Yeah. Like, I've listened to both versions. The acoustic version, that was, for me, like, out of both of them, they're both good. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. They're both great songs. They both took a lot of time, it seemed like. Like, for me, listening to music, like, I don't know what goes into music. I, I used to play trumpet in middle school, so that tells you anything. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm a you know more than me, yeah. probably. Now. I'm a I natural percussionist, but outside of that, like, I don't know much about music. But I'm an artist Like you guys You guys are artists And I think when right. Artists can have opinions Like that Like you can really tell When someone put Serious fucking time Into a show Into a song And that That was the song for me That, that I know you did that with Thank you Like and, you know and You try to do that For a full album But it's really yeah. hard Oh you know? absolutely so It takes a while And I don't absolutely. want to feed people yeah. Bullshit lines and stuff Yeah yeah. But you know There's gonna be songs Where you're just like Fuck it This sounds this kinda gun. cool We got yeah. deadlines We got a <laughs> decent hook We got our arc We got our, our chorus We got We right. got it Whatever I just throw a fucking song For the girls out there there. <laughs> right. See, like, I mean, and I, I noticed, I talked about this the other day a bit, but it's like, I think a lot of people, for the most part, especially with me, like, you're, yeah. you're drawn in by melodies and stuff. Yeah. So, in order for anybody to, like, appreciate lyrics and, like, get into it, I think you can't, you have to be drawn into the melody and the music first to actually, like, really go so through the time yeah. to figure out what the words are, so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, if the music's no good on its own, it doesn't really matter what the words are. Right, right. No one's going right. to care. I agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I that's agree. That's all you cared about. You read a book. Right, you know? right. You can have the cheesiest <laughs> pop songs, <laughs> but if they're catchy <laughs> and you got, you know, good lines, that'll get stuck in people's heads. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. So if you can kind of do the same thing with some hooks and catch people's attention with yeah. some actual, like, something to say, you know, I it's agree. kind of our goal. So. I think so too. I think I think you hit that. Like when I first heard that song, I was like, "Why'd you send me a Seether song?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple people. So that sounds like early Seether. It which does. Is when I not a them bad the best, thing. Yeah. No, that was their glory days. Yeah, for me. I agree. They're, they are definitely much more commercialized. But that's yeah. kind of what happens with the music. It, it, it becomes your job. Not a bad. That's not a, to me. That's not a bad thing. You know, you gotta right. sell your shirts. You gotta sell your tickets. You gotta sell gotta your music. Yeah. Smooth or lose. You know? Rather than the first ten songs of an album being more like artistic and within the heart it's like one or two now yeah. and I'm okay with that like that's that's your job that's what you gotta do you found your hook you found your audience keep it up and then okay so a good example would be Slipknot they have mostly sensationalized their music. They have mostly commercialized their music, especially after Iowa. Yeah. That was when they seriously commercialized their music. And it's not a bad thing. They're no. banned. I mean, their right. their self-titled album is arguably the best metal album. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, fucking that is the fucking best fucking album. 
in metal history in the fucking 90s. It's like, yeah, I don't care about whatever, anything Metallica came out with in their first 10 years, dude. That self-titled Slipknot album, that brought underground grunge, metal, bullshit, headbutt, fucking bust your face up, bloody as shit, proud of it to go to work the next day, music <laughs> to the forefront. Yeah, For me, that was what did it. Because I've been listening to Slipknot since that album. I was fucking 13 years old. No, I'm sorry. I was like 12, 11, some shit like that. This was what this was the 90s when they yeah, came it was out. Yeah, like 15 or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to their Pledge of Allegiance tour when I was 13 years old. Believe me, I went to school nice. the next day thinking my mom abused me. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Slipknot mosh pit. Yeah. How are they going to believe me? It's like, <laughs> like I snuck in. They were playing in Cleveland, right? And like where they, this was Cleveland in the 90s, believe it or not. So I snuck. We had nosebleed seats at a Slipknot concert. So I was like me, 13, 14 years old, total end gaff, not give a fuck. Jumped down stage, jumped over a railing, and got into a pit. Uh, for, that was my first pit. That was the first time I ever got. That was the first time I ever got a black eye. That that's I remember. Way to start it. That's yeah, it was the first time I got a black eye outside of my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. To yeah, the pit. and that was fucking Slipknot. All them fucking crazy masks, all that bullshit, all that blood, all that gore, like all that hard hitting heavy music. I think we can all relate. And you could honestly argue that Corey Taylor is a rapper. When you listen to his music, he literally, it's like, bam, 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 bam. Especially in the earlier, I yeah. Agree. I mean, I agree. now, yeah. I totally agree, yeah. I think yeah. he was a brilliant lyricist, even when it's so like sour. There's an, there's an element to hip-hop and all kinds of, yeah, pretty much all music nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I agree. An, an element of it anyway. I agree, absolutely. I think the way he spit out, uh, spit it out, spit uh, it get out. this. Which was like the uh, later song. It's a real two. It's like a two and a half minute song, rap song. You know, uh, local bands suck these nuts. Worldwide bands suck these nuts. All you bands can suck these fucking nuts. Like, like his lyrics, man. He didn't give a fuck about anybody. Yeah. Have you guys ever read his uh, book? I bought his book. Um, my buddy Ed, uh, my buddy Lamar. This is, by the way, this is Lamar. <laughs> nice to meet you, Lamar. Lamar loves reading. He's a, he's a he loves like uh, so his kind of music like Mariah Carey, more hip hop styles music. Good fucking music. He got me into a lot of that stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And he read a book by Mariah Carey, and he and I were talking about the books that we read about our favorite musicians. And uh, it was um, Born Bad, Made Good. It was a Corey Taylor, The Seven Deadly Sins book. Oh, I, I never brilliant read it, fucking I, book. I awesome. It. it was like one of the few books I've ever read. <laughs> he talks about the uh, press or the, the beginning parts of his career before he even became a musician. You know, he he would always say it starts off. I'm at a party, getting fucked up, doing drugs, drinking, whatever. And uh, he talked about waking up in a dumpster. Seriously, like <laughs> his friends thought he was fucking dead, and he woke up in a dumpster. And like that's like where he draws his inspiration from from music from and. Dumpsters? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, so like his, uh, I guess not the dumpster. Although you could argue that more or less no, his experiences, tough times. Yeah. <laughs> no, not dumpster. Tough times. Yeah, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> thank well, you, Sebastian. They, they, they <laughs> said they like to dress so like like they feel like they're rabbit animals on stage. You yeah, know? yeah. Like Corn said, all that he, like, monkey likes to dress like ugly, like all that ugliness and just dirty you know comes out when you're on stage yeah, all that aggression I agree. and everything it's really therapy they wanted uh, he he didn't talk about it much in his book a little bit here and there but he talked about like how he wanted to not meet a stereotype with how he presents himself on stage so he was with the exception of the masks everything else was generic they were a number 
It was what uh eight seven six zero five three two one some shit like that. It was nine of them. I mean, you and could bar argue codes, bar yeah, codes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think all of them. Yeah, I think all yep. of them have like a barcode tattoo too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, and they all have their number tattooed on them, that kind of thing. So I thought that was so like cathartic, especially for guys like us growing up, artists, young kids, and fucking Warren and Cleveland. You know, you you you're my dude from Cleveland. You know how it is in fucking Cleveland, like in the fucking nineties growing up in Cleveland. That probably was. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like we could all relate to that kind of viewer. It's like you don't get to fucking tell me how I want to look or dress. Right. I'm going to wear a fucking crazy mask, okay, that has my actual hair burned fucking into it. And then I'm going to uh, – what, Sean – actually, Sean. So a lot of people don't know this. Sean – in the band, he does percussion. Actually, creates yeah, 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 yeah. Clown Clown. yeah, yeah. He created his band. That's his band. A lot of people think Corey Taylor. A lot of people think the the no, headliner. he was like yeah. the last guy to join. He was, it. yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. Because they had an original singer. He left just creative differences, and then uh, Corey Taylor came in, and then it's been slipping out ever since. That's cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys um, a little more personal. Uh, starting with Sag, do you guys want to briefly tell us your introduction introduction into music and how you? What you started playing first and how you fell in oh, love yeah, with it? Yeah. What's your first instrument? Oh, um, shit! Wow, that's such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I guess the first one was probably like Lara Zalrich, probably. Ooh. Back in the just back in the day, man, when I was like a little like a drummer, little guy. Awesome fucking drummer. Yeah, it was kind of like the introduction, you know, and then, yeah. then just blossomed from there and. I, I don't know. I draw inspiration from all kinds of, all kinds of fucking shit. Right, definitely. <laughs> Who's your mo- like, who would be your like your most recent like thing? Um, who would be your most recent like inspiration? Or like now? growing up as a kid that you were like, damn, that's my band, or those couple of other. You know, there. I don't know. There was there was Chimera for a lot of years there. That's kind of where I got kind of learn. I don't know. Oh, I cool. knew I had to learn double bass and shit. Nice. Get good at it because yeah, that was. That was pretty much the shit right there. It still fucking yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Them and Jordy Jordanson from Slipknot. I mentioned them a lot, yeah. but he's another yeah, double he's beast. A he's, he's, he's a, a beast. beast. Fucking beast. Fucking beast. I wish he still played drums for them. He he's passed a... away. Or... He just passed. Yeah, dude. Oh, what the fuck? You didn't know that? It Holy hell. Yeah. Oh, like a Shane doesn't have Facebook, everybody. Oh, yeah. I do have a Facebook. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm a worse social Sash media Sash doesn't guy, have man. one either, but I think <laughs> What the fuck? Somebody told him. What happened Nobody to my dude Joey? You. No, you yeah. guys did. Thanks. Dude. Yeah. Now I gotta cry on my fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name of the disease, but his nervous system's been all. Oh, okay, that makes he sense. Like okay, I did hear about that. I did hear about that. Why he left Slipknot? What? Why he left Slipknot? He couldn't do shows right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, they brought him back as a percussionist. They had a replacement drummer, but they did bring him back later as a percussionist. They're never gonna say no to Joey. No fucking way. <laughs> There's no fucking way. He was the fucking premier drummer for that whole fucking decade of music. Not just for Slipknot. For music, yeah. he was fucking brilliant. Yeah. The things that he did, I, well, he, no, he filled I, in for Corn and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Save the day for I think Metallica. Yeah, I was it? Yeah, I could see it. Absolutely, yeah, but yeah, I, I had no, I knew he had like, uh, like what is it, some kind of emotional disorder or like bipolar disorder. Maybe I know. I think <laughs> he also had multiple sclerosis and some. Yeah, other, yeah, like, I think that was indicative on. of. MS was like like him also having like depression. I think it was yeah, depression that's never was what a good it was. Mix, but yeah. no, never. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, he obviously left. Oh, he did Murder Dolls. Obviously, we all know well, Murder Dolls. He absolutely. was the uh, guitarist for Murder Dolls. 
And he had that whole band, and then he left Slipknot full time, and then eventually came back, but just as like a percussionist. Have you ever heard that Scar the Martyr shit that he did? Oh, it's one of my no, uh-uh. I don't think so. Yeah, Maybe I did, but I'm not sure. One of them dudes is a Cleveland boy, man. No shit. Yeah, dude. No fucking well, I, shit. I believe it was a keyboardist. No fucking way. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. All right, so we wanted to know, like, uh, when exactly did you guys form? When? Like, date? You don't have to have the month. (laughs) 2014. It was about May. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you got that whole date? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's pretty close to what it was. May 27th of exactly uh, 3 p.m. That January briefly, like, once and then, like, took four months off or something. Fair enough. Because everybody else had, like, other bands. And we were kind of just... We were a side project. Oh, no shit. No shit. So... That's when we became Dirt Nap for real. No shit. Other than that being a cool fucking name, where'd you get the name? That was Sag. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's like Dirt Nap or whatever. And we knew there was such a, a nice ring to it. We didn't know there was a spoken for the dead song called Dirt Nap. That was mm-hmm. like they told us afterwards. We're like, yeah, oh shit, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. Was. So Yeah. You know, for me, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of sarcasm almost because yeah. like we played with a lot of like people that were like really, really metal. You yeah. know. And like they would just kind of shake their heads at us, you know. The thought of bringing out keyboards yeah. or an acoustic guitar, you know. What do you think Sid did? Right. So Sid had a keyboard? That was kind of just, like, for me, it was kind of just, like, fuck you. Like, we're yeah. more metal than half of you guys, you know. Like, we're just right. going to call ourselves, like, the most metal name anyways. Yeah, do it. Do it. See what happens. I love you guys. It's metal. So. That is as metal as metal. There are so many different varying... I mean, think of, like, Cannibal Corpse, for fuck's sake. That's an intense... Intense fucking metal band. So you guys do consider yourself a metal band? Is that or do you categorize hard rock metal? I mean, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, or a few. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. The audience can tell us what kind of music we are. Like we definitely have metal influences. Definitely. My favorite answer from a fan before was thrunge. Thrunge, <laughs> which was a, you know, a play on a mixture of thrash. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, that. I used to call it mechanical yeah. grunge, but I like that better. Thrunge. I, I don't know if I like munch. I don't think I like munch. Like Into mechanical it. grunge munch. No, yeah. no, I think I like thrunge. 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 Yeah. thrunge. All right, yeah. so would you guys do a song called Spoken for the Dead? <laughs> 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 I may have created a Maybe monster there. tonight. <laughs> That's an idea. Uh, what kind of music you guys got coming up? Like, is there anything new in the works? You guys just kind of working on? Because I know you guys, your show is coming up in September, right? We got it. Yeah. yeah, next week, uh, the oh. next two weekends actually, we've got shows. So you guys we, better uh, fucking be we, there. We've been practicing and we're I'm trying, there. getting ready. I'm so. fucking there. I'm fucking there. We practiced last night actually. Hell, high water <laughs> or a crazy, terrible hangover of cocaine and hookers. I'm fucking there. <laughs> Dirt I'm fucking got the cure there. for your hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find it all on our Facebook, but yeah, September 4th, definitely. we're going to be at Stage, Stage Pass. Pass. So, uh, all right, so I've tried looking. I found you guys on Facebook, but it was kind of kind of difficult. Yeah. What's the best way to find you on Facebook? Search Dirt Nap on Facebook. Now, is it Dirt Space Nap? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. Yeah, word. we do want. Yeah, I and did one word. The, and look for the blue check mark definitely. now. <laughs> they worked that for a easier. month and a half. How long did it take you to get it from start to finish? Well, I mean, seven years. <laughs> Holy, what? We've been a band seven years, so I mean, it's, you know. Okay, well, once you decided to yeah. actually 
pursue like once you were like okay we're doing the blue check mark and then okay it was like two days just a lot of prep work you know? it, is, it is like yeah. seven years or however long it takes you because if you got that's 200 hysterical. likes we're not even going to look at your request. oh fair enough you yeah yeah well you guys yeah that's and true like of course the any, newspaper any articles yeah, and different any band stuff that's one or two words for a name it is impossible to be unique all those bands have yeah the band names or song names are when they're 20 words long and weird shit. <laughs> so, like, there's 15 dirt naps. You know, yeah. A lot of them right. came there's a lot us, of them. And that's there's kind a lot of, of them. where it was starting. A lot of songs called dirt nap. I mean, shit. Yeah. Right. So the songs in general are fucking We nice. had to wait until we were... I mean, we were the biggest dirt nap kind of from the beginning. We took off a little bit. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. we were, like, way over everyone else, then it was easier. Oh, yeah. So yeah. when you find dirt nap, look for the blue check mark. It's yes. dirt space nap. And look for th- – they're reaching 38,000. Probably after this podcast. <laughs> after this, I'm hoping after this podcast and after next week and after you guys' upcoming shows, when you guys are able to start doing more shows, given that the pandemic has slowed down, yeah. you guys we're are hoping. definitely going to be over 40,000 oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm so excited for it. We're trying to build up our YouTube channel, though, still. Yeah. That's yeah. all that's just about to ask. Yeah. It is. It yeah. really is. I mean, YouTube is so, especially since uh, after like 2012, after everyone decided they can make fucking YouTube videos, yeah. it's so yeah. watered down, it's almost impossible. It's really just made for people that are already established influencers right. that live in bigger cities like California, if you guys didn't know this. In California, they actually have areas of California like that will let you live in their apartment complexes for pieces of your influencing and they'll help you influence. So there's literally like complexes and apartment complexes just for people that influence. Wow. Not even kidding you. It's just for people that influence, just for people that do shit on their phone, have YouTube channels, Instagram, that kind of shit. TikTok is, is another big one. Yeah. They'll let you live there, but they're like, okay, well you live here for free, but we'll take <laughs> between two and 5% of what you make for the entirety of your lease. And then we'll help you get on set with famous actors. So they actually give you an agent, literally, for influencing, for putting mind-numbing garbage on fucking social media. You have an agent and a publicist that will help you get on, like, on set. That will help you talk with and, 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 and network with, with actual people that make good content. Right. <laughs> Do they teach you how to dance and lip sync to other people's music? Yeah. <laughs> what university teaches that? Right, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's definitely for the keggers. That's definitely a kegger thing. Uh, all right, so typically on the Actors Lounge podcast, we don't do a lot of music, but as Ed and I are artists, Ed and I did theater together for years. So we actually studied, thank you, thank you. We studied performance art together at Kent State, like nice. right in Warren, Ohio. Awesome. Yeah, I was a professional actor. He and I have done some professional acting together. What we like to know is, like, what, what are you guys like watching? Like, what kind of TV, like, or <laughs> films that inspire? And it could be anything. What, Dexter. like, kind of. De- oh, okay. Yeah. Dexter's Lab or Dexter's. <laughs> 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 Honestly, both. I have yeah. Dexter's Lab in about 20 years. Right. It's been a while. It's been, been a man, while. They're bringing back Dexter. I'm excited for Dexter's it. Dexter's great. Yeah, I might I get Showtime for It actually looks good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love Dexter. That is a good I watched, like, the first three seasons of it. After that, I can't stick to a TV show. I'm a movie guy. I'm a movie, but I'm a film savant. Like, I, anything about film you ask me, I'll probably know something about it. Something about it. I, I don't know everything. none of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love movies. That's something yeah. I'm really looking forward to. Like, I'm, I'm in a, 
I like music, comedy, yeah. pro wrestling, anything. Oh, that has, oh yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Don't get him started on wrestling. We yeah. did that. We what did that the at the fuck last podcast. You started, you motherfucker. <laughs> we did a podcast the other week, and I think the first like 15 minutes were just the wrestling, the host talking about wrestling to me. And I was like, we should probably talk about some music, you know? Like, so, see, but, with us, we we talk about anything. Specifically, we wanted to focus on music because yeah, we can do that. Musicians. To me, it's art. It's all yeah, music. yeah. yeah. yeah I think so too. With wrestling, I'll just I'll just touch on wrestling. I'm just gonna touch <laughs> on wrestling like your fellow priest, and then that's it. I'm done. Okay, so wrestling is so interesting to me because it's it's one of those dying breeds of art, in my opinion. I could see that. Yeah, because it's still live theater, although it's filmed, and every single person, whether the people on stage hate each other or not, when they go backstage in their locker room telling each other dick jokes. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it, it's still a show. It is. It's still it's a brilliant theater. show. Yeah, I think of Dwayne Johnson or, like, The Undertaker, who his entire career just was about death and destruction and chaos, <laughs> but it's actually a really simple guy that's been married to the same woman for, like, I, 20 years. I got to meet him like, a couple years ago, actually. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. So. He's nice, yeah. Quiet. When they transition out of, because so you, uh, uh, for those that are, are, are like classic fans of uh, wrestling, you know, we all know the Tombstone Pound Driver, right? Of course. Yeah. So because of like um, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin and what happened to uh, the Big Show, who was the Giant, right? Right. Because in of WCW. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They broke their neck doing like Pound Drivers, DDTs, and the Tombstone Pound Driver. Because of that very dangerous move, that's when they transitioned out of those moves that started were started doing the driving. Last Ride. Yep. Uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. On his exactly. biker gimmick and stuff. Yeah. Apparently that hurt really like worse. Like I read oh, could have. people preferred taking the dream <laughs> stone. Like got you up there with such yeah. height and drop. So too. um with the hell ride, he was lifting you up and he's like what, six six? Bashing you on your back. Whereas with a tombstone pound six, driver. Nine, maybe. Yeah, 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 he's a big most of those guys are big guys, right. but it's, it's a camera element. So right. they need big guys. But with the Tombstone Pound Driver, the only reason why those were dangerous moves was because any slight movement, you could land on their neck. Right. But you typically hold their neck and fall on your ass. You're not actually dropping them on their neck or their back. Right. Either hit your or knees anything. or your yeah. ass. You're literally just holding a person up and falling on your ass. Their head should be a couple inches up. Exactly. Mat, yeah. Right? But because a couple people were lazy and hungover or whatever, Slip, lose your grip, drop yep. them right on the yep. head. And literally that. with Stone Cold Steve Austin ruins his Owen career. Owen did that one. He went. I oh, dropped yeah. him to his ass. And like, did yeah. It yeah. Yeah. Like fucking knocked him. Like, yeah. Out, broke it his did, neck. Yeah. He couldn't wrestle. His career. That's like yeah, why he yeah, changed yeah. his style and yep. everything. He literally could not wrestle. Literally. And you're right. It did. He learned, though. He's career. smart. He adapted, you know. He learned how to do Oh, yeah. But still, anytime promos. you hear that glass breaking, dude, it was that all. Was, that was, was like that. I was like, I, I yeah. could be sleeping half ready for, you know, at school the next morning. <laughs> I was a little, little 10-year-old. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would hear the glass shatter, and I'd jump up, up out of bed I'm like, up. Stone Cold. Yeah. 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 I, I actually, for a long time, had one of the cans that he drank and bashed and threw. That's awesome. Dude, for like years, I had that can. Eventually, I lost it. I, I remember how about like for years, I had that fucking. Cool. I want to hear another uh, musical origin story. Oh um, yeah, Tyler, you want to tell us yeah, how, how long you've been next. playing and uh, all the instruments you play? So uh, I started playing. I believe I was seventeen. I think I was a senior in high school. I started with guitar first, acoustic. No shit. Um, wasn't really sure if I wanted to stick with it at first. I think a lot of people go through that kind of rumble. You're kind of fighting off if you have the dedication for it or if you think you're going to be good enough. But I mean, mm. if you kind of stick with it and you get the hang of it. It can go a long way from there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like what got me really into it is uh, before my senior year of high school started, for whatever reason, I was uh, mostly like a gamer. 
I play video games like nonstop. I think, you know, most guys my age did. And uh, it's a fun time and whatnot. But at the same time, like, if you just live on games, you kind of feel like you don't accomplish anything. <laughs> right. You just, like, waste your life away. And I wanted to pursue a different kind of talent. So I don't you. know what it was. I started just watching a bunch of uh, my favorite bands play live videos on YouTube. I'm thinking to myself, like, to have that crowd's energy and influence and be on your side and just singing along with you and everything like the inspiration was just there yeah and i just i kept binge watching a ton of my favorite bands do this and it was just didn't get old and you know the energy you get and just it seems like it's such an amazing feeling playing music live and having all those people there to share the moments with you and they want to be there they support you they agree with what you're doing it just means like so much to you as a band you know and after i started watching those live videos my favorite band i'm like I got to pick up an instrument. It just seems like it's the right thing to do. You got the bug. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was so inspirational. And, um, who was the band that you saw that kind of inspired you? Uh, a lot of bands I used to watch on live videos. Like I can go over some of my favorite bands, but, uh, I used to really enjoy watching the Goo Goo Dolls play live. Oh. Blink 182 is one of my favorite bands, but yeah. they're not exactly the best live, but they tell yeah. a lot of goofy jokes. So they're still entertaining and they play <laughs> fast. It's experience. Yeah. And, uh, I was really, really big on green day growing up yeah. and then I was out of them for a few years, but, uh, they after got I got old. back in, the, after I joined the band with Sebastian, he's big on Green Day. I kind of oh, yeah. got a kick from them again. His beard and, is uh, green. And I listened so. to him all the time again. <laughs> so they were my favorite band growing up. I kind of grew out of it. Right. And I switched to Blink-182. Yeah, and then yeah. I, uh, I love a lot of older stuff, too. I'm big on Led Zeppelin, too, and Black Ooh. Sabbath and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, like, I'm like all over the place, really, with my influences. But uh, I even like some Christian rock bands. I yeah, really like yeah. Switchfoot a lot. I like Switchfoot. Super inspirational to me. They put on a great live show, and I just I got so much inspiration watching them play from live videos, too. Yeah, and, good. you know, their singer's so talented. Yeah. And tough band, they too. They're into like a tough, like, they're kind yeah, of Yeah, and I love band. their scene, too. They're from San Diego, and they're surfers. Oh, no shit. And okay, that, okay. Yeah, I, d I love that hmm. look and scene they yeah. have, too, and it influences their music and whatnot. But, uh... I'd say when I was younger, though, what really got me into music, I just remember being a little kid. I was under five. remember songs I used to hear on the radio that okay. I really enjoyed. And yeah, I remember yeah. one of the earliest memories I had was hearing Goo Goo Dolls. I remember hearing Slide, Black Ooh. Balloon, and Iris on yeah. the radio. Just a little kid, but those songs have always been with me my whole life since then. They're crazy. And songs, I actually man. remember my dad had a Brilliant fuel CD songs. for something like Human. This okay. was 98 or 99 or something, and... I remember listening to some stuff on that, and I just remember the memories of being a little kid. Those songs, that's what songs can do to you. They can stick with you yeah. and bring back memories and whatnot. And hearing that stuff, I just grew up loving music, honestly. And uh, I don't think I have many of the same interests as my dad music-wise, but sure. when I was a kid growing up, those bands, he listened to the 90s. 90s music's like my favorite. Oh, I love I'm with Third you. Eye Blind especially, too. <laughs> Lamar is all about 90s music. Yeah, bro. it's great. Yeah. I, and uh, when I joined the band, I wasn't really big on 90s grunge per se, but uh, these guys totally got me more into Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam <laughs> yeah. and Nirvana. Yeah. Little bit of Soundgarden and especially Bush. Stone Temple Pilots. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we cover all that stuff and we love doing it. And I was telling them yeah. last time we did a podcast, like, I feel 90s grunge is our most common ground here. Yeah. All yeah. of us like it yeah. that much and pull influences from it out of any era we can think of thrunge like matt's super big on those guys and yeah. whatnot and they the band basically got me into them too pretty much and i love it now but um yeah then after i started playing guitar i pretty much uh 
went into piano a little bit. I did that for no a while. Way. I didn't really stick with it too much. Mm-hmm. Piano is a beautiful instrument. Oh, it's good it is. To try. You should hear this guy play. Yeah. <laughs> I have, and it's amazing. Yeah. And then I, I picked up drums because, um, see, when I when I listen to some songs, I'm like, yeah. something an instrument in particular that might stick out to you more than another one. Yeah. I was like bass and drums are sticking out to me way more than guitar was for a while so i'm like you know man i just i wanted to pick up bass which i did in 2013 you know i felt like home to me more than the guitar i guess but i still like playing both and then years later i wanted to pick up drums just because like it's just a driving force of a song right like i just you you know you feel so powerful on drums and playing i'm not on any of these guys levels with drums but i can do a fair amount of stuff on my own still i just like messing around with random beats it just kills the time it's fun i'm, I'm with you bro right. I, that's I, like I'm discovery yeah yeah, yeah. I, just, I feel like random stuff and i vibe with it and it's just it's a fun yeah. time for a little bit to get your mind off stuff and right. uh i can honestly talk about this stuff all day but we're limited on time so we <laughs> no, can go to sebastian next but yeah this is like i will say well, i will say this i will this. say this me and you have that in common um uh, so I'm a percussionist by uh, like natural ability, no real ability. Just like so, one of my favorite songs. I don't know if it's a perfect circle or Pussifer, um, but you guys yeah, know man. like Maynard James Keen. Yeah. So he has a song. Uh, oh, count bodies like sheep. Is that was that? Is that tool? Is that a perfect circle? A, B, it doesn't matter. Oh, Maynard James sure. doesn't matter. But he had this. He had this song where like he was tapping on the side of the metal of the drum, right? It was like ta 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 ta. It's like one of those kind of things. And I was like, I could fucking do that. Like, it was so simple, but such an incredibly intense song. And that literally, that was one of my inspirations for getting into percussion. So I literally bought, do you guys know, I don't know if it's called a xylophone or not, but it's like when you use PVC pipe and the foot, uh, the foot flops and make those things with. So I, um, like, like Lamar and I, we do a lot of theater. So, uh, in my undergrad, I studied a lot of deaf theater. So like, I'm actually bilingual. And, and, oh, nice. Yeah, so like my second language is ASL. I love ASL. It's a beautiful language. It's such a beautiful language. But they're big on like beats, like boom, 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 like that kind of thing. So they can't, obviously they can't hear it, but they can feel it. Right. So typically any sound is, and any any musician can tell you that. A sound is not a sound, it's a vibration. It's and a particularly type. the lower frequencies would be the one they would. Yep, exactly. Yes, you are absolutely Kick correct. Drum, bass, thumps, yep. yep, yep, you are absolutely correct. Yeah, so they can feel those like bam, bam. Bam. So, like, for them to enjoy, like, like watching a show, like, that kind of music is intense. So, we did a show. Uh, we did, um, uh, what the hell is it? Oh, uh, See, oh, Hear, Speak, No Beast, yeah. which was an awesome show. It was basically a... Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast rendition, but specifically contemporized. Well, not contemporized. It was still a period piece, but it was more towards the Alexander Bell era. And uh, we added a lot of music to it, a lot of music. And I literally made instruments just for the show where it was like big, like boom, boom, boom. So I made like this giant PVC pipe xylophone, and I called it the Shaninator. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I had buckets. Like, I just literally got buckets. I was just buying all this equipment. Like, I was just a uh, voice actor for it. So in theater, we typically will use, especially for deaf theater, we'll use uh, voice actors or, like, uh, there's, there's a couple different styles that you can use. Either it's just all signing and, and gestural communication or it's, like, you can use, like, banners on top to interpret because, obviously, you want to branch out to a large audience. Or with us, we use music and voice actors. Because we were community theater, right? I was one of the few people that were paid for it, but I was also making music. I was acting. I was voicing. I was a professional. <laughs> so, like, 
I was able to uh, make my own instruments and really have a lot of free play with what we were doing. So I made, I bought buckets from Menards because I fucking love Menards and I like buckets. And I bought a bunch of wood dowels and cut them and made drumsticks. And I was making PVC pipes and attaching them. And I got these little wood panels and whatever. And I literally made my own drum set. My That's own cool. fucking musical. And I, I had never done music for a show before. I had never been musically inclined. I couldn't tell you the difference between an oboe and a fucking <laughs> snare. Like, I had no idea. I didn't know what a staff was. I didn't know shit about music. I mean, all right. I, I knew what music was. I knew about music. You know, every good boy does find that kind of thing. I knew basics. But I didn't know how to play music. So this gave me an opportunity to learn and do music for a show. And I did percussion. I fucking love percussion. So for those that got into percussion, did a little bit of percussion, you're a fucking musician, man. Stomp interested me. That Stomp show back yeah! in the day. I remember right like, on HBO. I couldn't play. We saw it in school, Whoa, actually, in music oh, class. That's okay. also when uh, we were showed uh, Amish Paradise by Weird Al that year. It <laughs> changed my life. Classic. But uh, yeah, man, I'm like, I would try to get pots and pans and wooden spoons and whatever. <laughs> yeah. and I'd be trying to make my own drum kit. Whatever, you know, I, I had interest in that kind of thing, but it Stomp really like that. Yeah. Beginning making, a stomp when they were instruments out of yeah, stuff that's not out of nothing. Really instruments, out of yeah. nothing. Like when they had the uh, when they were on the wires and they were swinging and playing the uh, the drums, or when they had the brooms or whatever. Like that is a fucking group of people. It, they're all that on. It was a show. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was my first. Maybe like where I was like, like, oh, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Nothing to do with singing, but I was just like, <laughs> wanted to hit shit. I wanted to be a drummer. I think that was at yeah. one point. Yeah, so, but you became a hell of a singer, so keep it up. Thank you, man. <laughs> I, tried, I failed at everything else. I, I bought a guitar. I tried a guitar. <laughs> I, I had a drum set in my kitchen for a while. I did no get shit. him in the band because of that, though. No shit. I bought no it shit. mainly for I got it for a hundred bucks. Like put it in my kitchen. Like, yeah, we. Well, you, you, you literally work with what you have. You literally try and work with what you have. I think with anyone, especially people that want to make like unique types of music, you work with what you have. Like this is literally this is literally the first time he and I have done a podcast with a microphone. <laughs> <That's fucking sweet. laughs> we have microphones attached to our phone, but they're not like it's you not know what I mean? It's yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian. There's not even fucking close. <laughs> it sounds nice. Like it, it does sound a little It's workable, better. but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like better. going from like a six to like an eight. You know what I mean? Like and then these are like a twenty five, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> Sebastian, <laughs> did you want to tell us your origin story on Ooh, music? Yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dude, you got any more of these beers, man? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that real quick, Sag, and then I'll start. Plug yeah, the, plug the beer. beer. You gotta plug the beer. Oh, yeah, okay. So, alright. <laughs> Where can you get okay. that shit, man? It's so, good shit. I have a delicious Panther Town Pilsner from Modern Methods Brewery right in downtown Warren, Ohio, in Dave Grove fucking alley. Ooh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. This actually, so a friend of mine, Adam Keck, I'm gonna explain this real quick then. I would love to hear this. I'll be quick. So, Panther Town Pilsner is a beer about the old high school in Warren, Ohio, and he made a beer for it. So, this is Adam Keck, who owns Modern Methods Brewery in Warren, Ohio. It's the uh, one of the two breweries in Warren, Ohio. He's the first brewer in downtown Warren, Ohio in like almost, if not more than 100 years. And he's the first registered address in Dave Grohl Alley, which started in 2009. Oh, shit. Yeah, no shit. So right in Warren, Ohio, 
where Dave Grohl grew up. Dave Grohl. Yep. Dropped out of high school, went became Dave fucking Grohl from Nirvana and Foo Fighters and oh, the Vultures yeah. and Queens of the Stone Age. Yep. All that shit. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Yeah, he was Satan. Oh, okay. He was fucking Pro-bot? Satan. Thank was you. Probot, I think. <laughs> oh, I love you, Sebastian. You mentioned. <laughs> All right, that's great. You yeah, go ahead and give it to him. I love the D. Mentioned Tenacious. Yeah. Here we go. You and Sebastian, you, you can go, go ahead and uh, let us know. Okay, um, I started playing. I, my primary instruments are guitar, uh, bass, piano, and drums. I can do a little bit of whatever else, too. Ooh. Nothing you put your mouth on, though. I never excelled at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a singer. Um, but no, I started when I was five on all of that stuff. I got proficient mm. on piano first. Um, I think it's probably the easiest instrument of those. Uh, main difference from guitar and piano being on piano when you hear you know, a C5, there's only one way to play that. On guitar, there's four to five spots to play every note that's on it, so it's more mm. of a 2D kind of an access situation than 1D. Piano's just just a line. So yeah, so piano, I kind of obviously got better on that first. When I was 10 is when I got serious on all of it. Um, that's when I knew that I wanted to be able to do stuff. I was into classical music, 80s metal, and 90s pop punk. That's kind of always been my bread and butter. Um, the metal and classical stuff, I'm really thankful for because you have to have your chops up on instruments in order to be able to play any of that. Uh, so a lot of Bach and Mozart and Handel and guys like that kind of got in under my skin early. And that's what got me into music theory, which I think more than any of my physical abilities is the most important part of what makes me me. Um, I was eight. My dad had a college music theory textbook. He took one course at Lakeland. I think that was about the only one. That he did okay, and so that was sitting around, and he saw I was taking an interest to learning music and why it works the way it was. So I started learning out of that then, and by the time I was 10, I was pretty damn good with that stuff. And uh, then I saw Randy Rhodes do Mr. Crowley on, uh, it was 1981, one year before he died, MTV After Hours. That performance is what made me want to get really good at guitar. Oh. And there's no shortcuts. I don't believe in any natural ability. I just had a lot of work ethic. I got tiny little girl hands. And uh, I knew if you wanted to be as good as Randy Rhodes as far as technique, you got to play as much as Randy played. Okay, that, right. That's how, that's how just got to sit there and practice. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's, practice. Nobody's great at it automatically, right? No. It's so work. When I was 10 to 16, before life got real busy outside of that, I had a rule for myself where I did four hours a day, which, you know, whatever instrument, mostly guitar, um, mm. And if I missed a day, wasn't feeling good, I did eight the next. I didn't make any excuses. Um, I haven't seen a lot of movies, didn't hang out with a lot of kids growing up. I kind of sheltered myself and forced myself into that situation. Um, so <laughs> Sounds I missed, like most of us. <laughs> I, I, missed out, I missed out on a lot. Um, but I've always kind of prioritized, as Tyler was saying with the video games, I like video games too and stuff, and I would dabble in that. But if you sit down for four hours playing a video game, you kind of don't walk away with a lot. When I sat yeah. down for four hours playing guitar, I was always noticeably better at the end of the day than I was at the beginning. You hear that, kids? Just, just <laughs> sit there, practice. Don't be afraid of metronomes. They're your friend. Learn yeah. music theory. Music theory is the math of the music world. And what I mean okay. by that, I love math and science. I went for chemical engineering. No shit. Um, but like school. kids in you know middle school and high school would make fun of you if you were good at math or if you liked math. They were just afraid of it because they didn't want to put the work into learning. I'm right fucking with you, dude. Math's I'm right fucking with you, dude. And, and music is math, too. I'll yeah, write, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll write songs using spreadsheets and all kinds of shit. Like, I don't yeah. fuck around with that. Yeah, yeah. Pull out a TI-84 Silver Edition if you got a 
You go figure something yeah. out real quick. Find your favorite song. You're going to find some kind of mathematical yeah, formula absolutely. with it. Any song. It's Even a there. Bieber song. There's some kind of beat to it yeah. that requires a It's b- all that. A number yeah. of riffs or something. Yep. Sections. And, you and got playing all sections. an instrument is, you know, if you know a lot about physics, it does help with it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Sim- simple things like, you know, a pick. Where do you hold your pick? If you got a pick bigger than you need to be, that's more mass than you're dragging back. Oh. Oh, no a, shit. If you've okay. got a really thin pick, there's a lot of flex in the system. So there's there's always a rebound time when you pick. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And, you know, so, I mean... No fucking way. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like little things like learning so much. law and all that good <laughs> shit. I got you. It really does all apply, and it's not a requirement. I agree. Yeah. If anything's a shortcut, it's learning yeah. other things in life I'm in. that you can apply. I'm the same way. Like I, I, I'm big on. So I, I micromanage. Like if any little thing bothers me, because I love computers. I love same. like I'm an artist. That kind of thing. So like those kind, those kind of things together. So like any little thing that bugs me, like an app doesn't work right or my settings aren't right, I critique them. Like, I have my own style with everything. Like, anyone that picks a guitar, they're going to have their specific kind of picks, their specific yep. kind of strings, their specific kind of, of guitars, their strap. Like, I mean, obviously the grunge, you know, they, they wear those strap low. But, I mean, think of, like, Tom Morello. Like, he wears that shit high. He's a classically trained musician. That's more where I'm at. Yeah, I, I yeah. Wear high. yeah. Yeah, that kind of adjustment, right? He critiques it. And he is a brilliant guitarist. He can play. And he's one of those, uh, I can't think of what they're called, but uh, where they they can hear it and just play it. Like, that kind of thing. Virtuoso. What is it? It depends on what you want to call it. Say that again. Say that again. Heath. Virtuoso. Virtuoso. Yeah, yeah, So, like, they could literally just hear it and play it. You don't have to mumble. You can talk with us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, we got about five minutes left. Yeah. If that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Matt. Are you a tenor? Yeah. yeah. In three and a half minutes. Good luck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll try to keep this short. Keep it brief. uh, (laughs) My, uh. We'll definitely, we'll definitely do. I will before we'll definitely do this again for sure. Oh yeah, dude! No, this has been fun. I uh, good. I'm glad. My origin story. I mean, uh, music. What got me into music? Really, I just, uh, you know, I always, I always saw it as an outsider. I wasn't a musician. I listened to the radio and I, or my blasted my stereo when I got home. I had a shitty day, you know, yeah. and I just sang to the music and loud as fuck. Usually, people thought I had a band in there or something, <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, I'm just. It's just me in the stereo. That was like, <laughs> that was my time because I was I was always kind of a loner. Like I had friends and shit, but yeah. like, you know, I like people for small doses. And then it's like I'm cool to go home. <laughs> I'm, you know, I've been right. single almost Fair ten enough. years now, like Holy by shit. choice, pretty much most of the time. Yeah, yeah it, I'm just so set in my ways. I love you know that solitude. I like I, it takes Fair a enough. long time to kind of get to that peace, you know. Yeah. But I know, I, uh, I was always kind of like that growing up though. I liked video games, movies, and stuff, but. uh I always sang to my stereo, and I always contributed to emotion, you know. I had yeah, happy days, yeah. I had bad days, angry, sad. That's kind of how I always saw it, you know. And then eventually, like, people were like, hey, you can, you know, you can sing. I was just like, my mom told me that. Everybody was like, ah, yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. I do love your Every voice, Every mom dude. says you can sing, you know. Everybody like, I fucking oh, love your voice, dude. dude. You have such an authentic you, voice. It's not like, it's not like, uh, 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 who is the one band? It's not like uh, Motorhead's, like, a style. No, it's like, uh, it does have that grunge feel, but it also has that, that very crisp, good Thank you. feel to it. Like it has a lot to it that that anyone can like listen to it and like. Really you consider yourself a tenor or a baritone? Or... Yeah, yeah. What's your? Okay. I don't even know Maybe those Sebastian terms help, that like, well. Yeah, he knows. We're he knows. Bar- I... We're both baritones. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's much yeah. lower. It's I don't lower. know. Not a bad thing. Like I don't know notes. Works, you guys. I don't know music theory. I don't know. 
I like I don't know time signatures. You know, you find how to work it into the yeah, song though, like, and get know, it right. Yeah, I, I which started, is tough. It's very I, tough. I bought a drum set and like I just so I could learn little fills and oh, like cool. learn you know what the snare does and what yeah. the you know kind of pick it apart. Touch yourself the basics. And yeah. I'll hit like I can do like little things in there. Like right, I actually could right, drum right. like really simple classic rock. Like if oh, we were, my friend would come over and do like some ACDC or something, like, I could do that. <laughs> you know, like simple, keep the beat. So and I tried doing that with guitar. I was like you know. Very basic rhythm. I can do yeah, a little lead or something. Forms. Yeah, so okay. good so, writing and shit. And I just try to piece it all together. Nice. But I, uh, my cousins probably would be the reason I started. Uh, oh, they sure. they had a band uh, okay. called Navu Row. They changed the name a lot, but they're they're the Brady's. <laughs> and, uh, it's probably I, not good for social media. No, it doesn't help. No, Here's our band. <laughs> it's you, a band you have a name name this every week. month, right? But um, yeah, they recorded um some really cool stuff back in like 2000. I heard one of their songs, and then it was around like 2004 they released okay. an album, and I've seen them play in the basement and you know playing out, and I was just like, wow, these guys sound so good. They're you yeah. know how are they not famous kind of thing. So I had no idea how. <laughs> you know, music works right. for the industry. And um, they ended up having me do some Nirvana covers down there because oh, sure. uh, my mom was there, of course. I was like 13, maybe. She's oh, like, yeah, I'll let him sing hear. with these guys. And love to hear Nirvana So they covers. let me. And uh, then they're like, holy shit. And my uncle was like, damn, you know. So after that, I was just like, well, if they gave me their, you know, blessing, like, yeah. think I could sing, like, maybe I can. Right. And I started, you know, jamming around they a little bit. Confidence. Nice. Yeah, I... Uh, I've learned so much though in this I've learned more in 7 years in this band you know working with Sebastian than I yeah. I, I knew about music at all before that and I've we been a in a right few now. bands before yeah. that and played shows <laughs> I'm learning some shit right now yeah it's <laughs> like yeah dude, I mean it, it is like having a music teacher in your band so that is beneficial it's, as hell it's wonderful it's gotta be, yeah. so this yeah. has been this has been so cathartic this has been such like this is literally my favorite fucking episode right now. <laughs> Seriously. We will share well, the hell out you. of it for you. <laughs> please do. Please do. Absolutely. So we, on our podcast, we get about 100 views, not much. It's low. But I mean, 100 views, you know, across hey, a couple different. Yeah. Right? I mean, our YouTube is junk, but it doesn't really matter. We just pop it on Ours YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We're still yeah, trying. We're it's trying, tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> but to end this thing so well, like, it has been such an awesome experience sharing this moment with my dude Heath, with my new friends Dirt Nap, with Tyler, Sebastian. Sad, sad, <laughs> That's a fucking name. I like that name. I, I'm, I'm, I have a pet peeve against mispronouncing names. I hate mispronouncing names. So Sag and Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler, Sebastian, Sag, Matt. So you guys are fucking awesome. I love you guys and music. Keep it up, seriously. I'm there. You guys have a Thanks. new fucking. It's been a Uber pleasure, fan. guys. Dude, thank you. Thank you. you guys have a new uncomfortable Facebook stalking Uber fan. So I congratulations. <laughs> Well, it's Shane Nicholas with his good friend, Morphinus, signing out with the Actors Lounge podcast. So, thank you, motherfuckers, for tuning in to this wonderful episode with our good friends, Dirt Nap, Heath, Jesse, Keith from Nexus Sound Studio. Nexus Sound Studio, huge shout out to you, fucking motherfuckers. Thank you so much for having us here uh, for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> thank you, Modern Methods, for uh, selling me your beer so I can drink it on on this wonderful podcast. Get drunk with my new friends. And as always, it's been such a pleasure. Enjoy this music from Not the King. I use this free music from this downloader. It's really fun, but it's Not the King. Enjoy this music. If not, we'll try something else. Maybe we'll try a different outro music from musicians that I'm sitting in front of. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning out. Um, at the end of this episode, you're going to see me juggling some fire and sitting shit on fire.
yeah. for my new friend. So we're about to go outside right now. We're about to smoke a cigarette, maybe a fire, joint. Fire. Maybe a joint or also, two. Also, I want to say shout out yeah. to uh, both of my sons, Terrence yeah. and Dubs Delation, my youngest Absolutely. son, Kurt Skirt. Absolutely. And I want to shout out my buddy's band, uh, Wes Rockwell. Dude, your kids are phenomenal fucking performers, man. I can't wait to see them light up a fucking stage. I'm so excited. Heath, thank you so much. Seriously, this is all Heath. Heath, thank you so much. Dirt Nap, thank you so fucking much. Seriously, it's been such a pleasure, guys. Enjoy the rest of your fucking evening, because I know I am. We are out this bitch. (laughs) Good night, guys. Thank you. Bye. Let's get the fuck out of this bitch. (laughs) Smoke break. Seriously, guys, that was so fucking awesome. Thank you, man. This is Shane from the Actors Lounge Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode with Dirtnet and Bento Main. All of them, my either new or old friends. It was such an incredible, incredible fucking episode, and I had such a good time filming it at Nexus Sound Studio. So definitely, definitely make sure to check out nexussoundstudios.com. That's nexussoundstudios.com. They are one of the sponsors on this episode. Also, if you guys want to see a live performance, to actually see the live performance of their Dirt Nap song, definitely check out our YouTube channel at Actors Lounge Podcast. Also, if you guys want to see my fire show that I did for them after the episode, definitely make sure to see that on our uh, YouTube channel. Make sure to look at our socials. We have some clips up there as well at Actors Lounge Podcast on Instagram. Um, and on top of that, Seriously, guys, thank you so much for listening. This was such a pleasure to be able to film this and get sponsored. So I definitely want to thank, again, my sponsors, Nexus Sound Studio and Big Ben's Towing. So thank you all so much for tuning in on this episode, and we'll see you on the next one. We're rolling. We're rolling. So I make my own equipment. So I made a lot of this. If I didn't make it, I critiqued it specifically for this kind of show. So uh, I did not want a normal job in college. I had a stupid job in college, as we all did, but I started developing these fire shows. I started doing juggling fire, whatever, eating fire, breathing fire. And then some dumbass decided to pay me for it, and it became one of my main sources of income in college, was setting things on fire. Now, you guys are ready to see me set myself on fire. You're sick. You're fucking, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, it's fine. It's a normal joke, it's a normal joke. It's part of my work release program, I had to figure out something to do in the community to make me more involved. So I decided to get drunk and set things on fire. So I wanted to do that for you guys. I hope you're ready. I said I hope you're ready. Are we ready? Do we have a good time in the Actors Lounge podcast? All right. We'll edit that in post. We'll edit it in post. Edit it in post. Eating fire for you! Really dangerous, really stupid! Are we ready? This is Lamp Boy, shut the fuck up. It's a listening show.